Goops house. Matthew Golden is said to have another magnificent campaign, but can he go for the big 14 touchdown mark? I think so. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Cougs, the daily podcast all about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Andrew, that break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater can step by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way we get the latest on the Cougs into your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. Welcome back to YouTube channel every day. It's good to see you again here talking a little bit about football going into the next season and a big stat marker that Matthew Golden might pass at 14. Um, have some high hopes for Matthew Golden in our first season of the Big 12. I'd love to get that in a moment, but make sure you're hitting subscribe because we're giving stuff away every 250 subscribers, and you want to make sure that we get there. To be entered in one of those giveaways, make sure you like and comment on the video. And if, after watching this video, you're like, huh, I've talked a lot about football today, and I don't know what else to say, tell us if you think water is wet. All right, so... Today's episode, we're going to talk some about Matthew Golden getting that 14 touchdown mark um, because honestly, I think that's very achievable, but big time goal for him. Second segment, I want to talk some about what could get in his way in his own position group. And then the third segment, I want to talk some about if this is in fact the best wide receiver room in the Big 12. Hint, I think it is. But first, let's look at what Matthew Golden will do in houston next season now he set a number of records in houston last season um for what it's worth like part of that's dana's offense part of that's playing the american Athletic conference and i get all that but just last season matthew golden had seven touchdowns and 584 yards which on the surface sounds good but it's like okay but like you know seven touchdowns is a long way from 14 when you look at next to him often playing on the same side of the field as him even Tank Dell put up 1,400 yards and 17 touchdowns in 2022 as the lead receiver. That's where I think Matthew Golden is going to slide in this 14 touchdown mark because he's going to be moving into that lead receiver role. I think it's by all accounts, it looks like he's that guy in spring practices and summer practices. It's also pointing out like on the field last year, boy, Tank Dell is a third round pick next to him on the receiver sideline. As a true freshman, Matthew Golden looked like. He was at least the second best receiver in most games for Houston last season. He was good in the slot, getting in and out of breaks and short distances, and going over the top. Obviously, remember the Temple game, winning touchdown catch. Um, Tank Dell, I think that the model for this, though, is seeing Tank Dell and seeing how well he did as the lead receiver in a Dale Hongerson offense. Um, Dell had 1,400 yards and 17 touchdowns last season. That's tough to replace. The season before, he had 1,330 yards and 12 touchdowns, right? Obviously, the eight-game season before that, Tank had three touchdowns. Marquez Stevenson, who's also 5'10", about 180 pounds, had just four. So shortened season, different things like that. The year before, 2019, uh, Marquez Stevenson had nine touchdowns in 12 games, right? So I don't think this 14 number is too, too crazy because I think of Matthew Gold as being a lot better than and Marquez Stevenson. And those are the guys that have been kind of in this ballpark as like wide receiver one under Dana Holgerson in this time through 
Houston. Now, Matthew Golden is a fairly uh, different size guy than um, than Tank Dell or than Marquez Stevenson. In excuse me, sorry. In that um, he's more like a traditional pro wide receiver builds. Um, he's listed at six foot one ninety. I've also seen him at six one one eighty five. So I think that's that more traditional wide receiver type. He's not the six four six five jump ball guy, but he is a combo size receiver in every sense. Um, I also think part of this is is that as incredible as he is on his breaks, as incredible as he is on his routes, and as incredible as he is in catching the football, just his ball skills in general, the way he tracks the ball, sees the ball in the air, pulls the ball into his body, puts it in his one arm and tucks it, all those kinds of things. Um, this is also about Dana's offense, right? Looking at Dana's offense and what Dana has done with receivers in his time, even prior to Houston, when he was in the Big 12. For instance, in his last season at West Virginia, David Sills, had 15 touchdown catches, and Gary Jennings had 13 touchdown catches. Uh, touchdown catches. The season before, David Sills had 18, and Karan White had 12, right? Um, in 2016 and 17, a, ki- a kid named Shelton Gibson had nine and eight touchdowns, respectively. Uh, 2014, uh, they had Mario Alford had 11, Kevin White had 10. Um, the big number here being obviously Stedman Bailey in 2011. Stedman Bailey had 12 touchdowns in 2012. Stedman Bailey had 25 touchdowns in those same two seasons. Uh, Tavon Austin had eight and 12 touchdowns. That's a lot of guys catching a lot of touchdowns when he was the head coach at West Virginia. I understand Tavon Austin's really, really fast. And Stedman Bailey obviously had that tremendous 25. That's a, that's a giant year. Um, it might be, Tell me down below if you think it'd be too, too crazy to have Stedman Bailey get a 25 touchdown type season. Would, would that be crazy to see out of Matthew Golden? I That's a lot of touchdowns. Um, but I will say that those numbers make me think that as a head coach, Dana Holgerson is totally capable of getting a guy like Matthew Golden in the end zone 14 times. And as talented as Matthew Golden is, if he's given those chances, I think he will. Also worth pointing out that like, that's obviously his head coaching experience at West Virginia. But when Dana was at like Oklahoma State as the offensive coordinator, Justin Blackman, lead receiver, had 20, right? His two seasons at Houston as an offense coordinator, he had uh, guys with, uh, was it across the three seasons had, or across the two seasons had three guys with 10 or more touchdowns, right? Um, his three years as an offense coordinator, co-offense coordinator at Texas Tech, he had five different 10 or more touchdown receiving seasons uh, between the players, like right? two guys at a time, a couple of those. I, I look at all those statistics, like Dana can get this done. He can get Matthew Golden open in a number of ways that will provide him the opportunity to get 14 or more touchdowns, right? I think the interesting thing is, in looking at this, is while there are a couple of obstacles that could be in his way, we'll get to in a moment, in his own locker room, None of them are necessarily bad things for the Houston Cougars as a whole, right? There's a very possible outcome of next season where Matthew Golden gets 12 touchdowns. Oh, boo-hoo. But then, like, you see a bunch of guys, you know, step up and produce in other ways. I just feel like when we've seen the most effective Dana Holgerson offenses, it's when he's got a Tank Dell, or it's when he's got a Justin Blackman or it's when he's got a Stedman Bailey, someone that he's like, listen, it's third and third and eight. I got to get some yards here or we're inside the red zone. I got to get a touchdown. He's got a guy he can lean on for that. And Matthew Golden has done everything in terms of last season, the spring, the summer that indicates to me 
that he is that dude. Now, I do think there are other dudes on this roster and that that may get in the way in a second. So let's jump into those in the second segment. Coop's house. All right, now, before we get going too much farther, talking about all of the fun stuff going on with the Houston Cougars this fall, this football season, going into the Big 12 and all of that, we do need to take a second and talk about the most fun product out there right now, and that are Bird Dogs shorts and pants. They're great for all occasions. They make you look and feel great. I wear them on dates with my wife. I wear them in front of my classroom. I wear them sit here podcasting. I wear them to the pool. I've worn the shorts to the pool already. The shorts have been with me to the gym already as well. Bird Dogs are made for any and all occasions. they got stretch fabrics that make you uh they tight they're tight fittings to make you look a little slimmer but also feel stretchy and roomy at the same time the liner inside is a must you don't have to have it but the liner inside is a must trust me and thank me later you'll find yourself wearing bird dogs on all occasions so make sure you grab a pair today go to birddogs.com slash locked on college use the promo code locked on college tell them that we sent you and they'll throw in a free yeti style tumbler with bird dog logo on the front Keep the cold drinks cold and the hot drinks hot. Trust me, this summer in Texas, you're going to try to keep those cold drinks cold as long as possible. You're going to want that tumbler. You're going to want these shorts. You're going to want these pants. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college today. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. I will say then looking at the wide receiver core in Houston, one of the problems with Matthew Golden getting 14 touchdowns next season will flatly be other dudes are also going to be getting the football, right? He's not like a lone receiver on the field in a number of ways, kind of like the way Justin Blackman was for Dana at Oklahoma State, right? Um, or even Stem Balin to Tavon Austin, right? They had 25 and 12 and the next highest was three, right? Like, they can't catch like Matthew Gold is not going to catch every touchdown for use next season. They have a number of other talented wide receivers, namely like they're bringing back Sam Brown. Sam Brown had just four touchdowns a year ago, but that was with Golden and Tank and Trey Han at tight end and a bunch of guys on the roster as well. It would make sense that after spending the spring with the first unit, Sam Brown is elevated into a little bit more significant role. And you can see him, uh, for lack of a better phrase, vulture some of those touchdowns away from. Matthew Golden in red zone type situation or something like that, right? Sam Brown is not a giant. He's 6'2", 195. So he may not be that like monstrosity of a touchdown threat in the red zone necessarily, but he certainly is a threat in a number of other ways. And he's a really good route runner. So I feel like he'd be involved in this as well. The threat that I see in the red zone that may take some of this away from Matthew Golden inside that like 20 yard ish window is uh, Joseph Manjack the fourth. I think we forget about him a lot, but he was a highly talented recruit, came into Houston as a transfer, uh, and missed a lot of 2022 hurt. He had the huge touch and catch against UTSA. He made a number of different like top catches of 2022 college football lists and blah, 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 blah. But 
he is a tight end size wideout, right? Um, and I think that at 6'3 and change, 200 pounds or more, um, again, I, I think he's closer to 6'4, 210, but I, I'm reading different things across the across the internet there on that one. Joseph Manjack the fourth is the kind of guy that can be the big red zone target. And we know after watching some of spring practice that coach Nagavi and coach Holgerson both want to have one of those combo size type guys out there. So six, three and change six, four over 200 pounds, close to two ten. that dude can play an H back that dude can play a tight end and a second tight end set that dude can play a wide receiver. So he'll be on the field a lot. Joseph Manjack will. And we know that he's a giant. And so as a giant, he might be more of that red zone threat. So does that take some red zone touchdowns away from Matthew Golden? Maybe. Similarly, I think Joshua Cobbs is the same. Again, he's 6'4", 205. Um, and coming from Wyoming, you might look at his numbers like, oh, those aren't those aren't very strong. Like they're not very gaudy or whatever. But truthfully, when you look at the kind of an offense that Wyoming was having to run just because of the athletes they have in Wyoming, they weren't getting them the football the whole lot. And that says to me a lot more about Wyoming than it does about Houston or Josh Cobbs. Um, the exciting kid, though, I think that could maybe vulture some of these touchdowns and take some away from Matthew Golden is Stephon Johnson Jr. Now, Stephon Johnson saw limited action at Oklahoma State, but all his action on video is extremely impressive. The kid is super quick and out of breaks, and he has real breakaway, over-the-top type of speed. Um, his most notable, I guess, was in their bowl game. He had some like 80 yard, 80 plus yard touchdown against Wisconsin. Um, now I say that to say that he's got the speed and the tools, and having been in Oklahoma State, he understands how to do it in the Big 12 already. I could see him maybe not playing a whole lot in the first couple weeks of the season, kind of getting used to the program. He was here in the spring, I guess. But truthfully, by about midseason, I bet Stephon Johnson is on the field a whole, whole heck of a lot. Stephon Johnson's a similar size guy to Matthew Golden. He's about six foot, about 185. And so you could see him obviously maneuvering a lot more in the same positional type spots. And if you wanted to have mirrored stuff, teams are going to know Matthew Golden's a target coming in. You might see a little bit different kind of coverage on the backside for one uh, Stephon Johnson. The kid, though, that could throw this whole thing off is one of the highest-ranked recruits to ever come through the University of Houston, and that's Mikhail Harrison Pilot. And Mikhail Harrison Pilot, MHP, is an impact route runner right away. Now, I know he listed as an athlete, as some schools told him he played defense. He's coming to Houston run routes and coming to Houston catch touchdowns. And um, when we think about the way that Tank Dell opened up things for Matthew Golden last season, it's not crazy to think that Matthew Golden could be doing that for MHP. And Harrison Pilot is like, I don't, I don't know how to say it. I don't mean this to denigrate anyone else on the roster, but he's the kind of guy that comes in. You have to play him right away. He's that caliber of an athlete. He's too big, too strong, too fast, too good with the ball in his hands, too elusive with the ball in his hands. You've got to get him the rock and get him in the space with it. And I could see how that could shift the offense back that way. And so you could have... Matthew Golden with 10, Sam Brown with six, Manjack with six, Cobbs with four, Stephon Johnson with five or six, 
Harrison Pilot with seven or eight. And suddenly it's like that is actually more receiving touchdowns than last season for Houston, but divvied up a whole different kind of way because it's more balanced across the room than having Tank Dell have 17, right? And having Matthew Golden have seven. The other thing I think that could be in the way here, and this is not quite in the same positional room, but kind of in the same vein, is we know Houston brought in Iman Yagavi with plans on running the football. Uh, he brought that power run game, uh, the gap scheme kind of stuff from two lanes, going to bring that counter kind of that gap scheme counter kind of things to Houston. Um, and while they're not necessarily returning all McCaskill like they thought, um, Houston may have a bigger focus on the run game, the power run game, the strength that that brings. Also worth pointing out that like the quarterbacks Houston has, both Lucas Coley and Donovan Smith, are both strong runners. I mean, Donovan Smith is a powerhouse downhill type guy, and, and Coley's got a big baseball on, but kind of likes running off tackle. Um, that could take away red zone type targets from all of these guys just because the run game, if Nagavi has his way, will be a very, very important part. And so just frankly, something that, that I anticipate they're a lot better at this season than they were last season. Good for the Cougars, not maybe necessarily the best thing for Golden's 14 touchdowns I think he'll have. But I still think on top of all of that, that we've seen Dana have a guy he zeroes in on before. We've seen that guy be Tank. We've seen that guy for Dana be Justin Blackman or Stedman Bailey or whomever, right? I think all that lines up where we've seen Dana doing the Big 12. I think Golden gets 14 touchdowns this season. I really, really do. And that leads me into our third segment. We're talking about, like, if Golden has 14 touchdowns and all the other guys have all the traits they do, is this the best wide receiver room in the Big 12. So let's get into that in the third segment. All right, let's talk about that for a minute because I do want to say that, like, if Matthew Golden has 14 touchdowns and Sam Brown has six or seven and Manjack has five or six and Cobbs has four and Stephon Johnson has five or six and Michaela Harrison Pilot has six or seven or eight and the run game is that strong, suddenly it's like, man, those receivers are scoring touchdowns every time they catch the ball, it feels like. And what does that tell us about the room that Houston has, is this the best wide receiver room in the Big 12? And bluntly, I kind of think it is. Now, when you look at Athlon, and, and at the moment of this recording, Athlon's the only person that's put out, Athlon Sports, the only publication to put out a all-Big 12 preseason team. But um, Matthew Golden's top, top of the list. He's one of three receivers to make the first team. Um, and, and for what it's worth... Um, there's only like one per school on the first team, right? Um, now, Texas and Texas Tech, if you look at the entire four teams, do both have two guys on the entire one through four big all Big 12 teams, right? So like I think Texas has two guys on it, one on the first and one on the third, and Tech has like two on the third or something, something like that, right? Um, so I guess theoretically you could say like, well, they've got more up there and more on it or whatever, but where I think Houston will have the better room is that means that just on like the surface, if it's a bunch of dudes like best dude, Houston's got potentially, and I would argue definitely, the best single dude in the conference, right? So that's already going to manipulate how you cover Houston if you walk, walk in and see all that, all those wide receivers and all that wide receiver talent. Okay, second, 
this is a list made up of having not gotten to see Joseph Manjack play a whole heck of a lot because of the injury. They don't know what he's going to come back from it like and so on. I'm be, admittedly being a little biased and confident in what Joseph Manjack looks like coming back from that, but I, I think we're okay there. The other part of this, and this isn't even talking about transfers and guys that hadn't had eyes on because they hadn't had a lot of snaps or whatever, but there aren't a whole lot of, if any, freshmen on this list. Um, and Mikhail Harrison Pilot was looked at by Texas and TCU and even Oklahoma some, and all these big end Big 12 conference teams wanted Harrison Pilot to come and catch touchdowns for them. So I think they'd lean in also to the idea that MHP is a all-conference caliber kind of guy as well. And I think it could happen as early as his freshman year. And suddenly it's like, okay, you're looking at Houston having a couple guys that are all going to be in the mix here and potentially the best guy. I understand that there are questions at quarterback. We're going to solve a lot more of that over the course of the summer and fall. I understand that Houston's moving into Big 12, and that's a lot of unknowns and a lot of things we have to figure out. I understand that things are different, but I will tell you, Houston's got the best wide receiver room in the Big 12. I feel very, very confident in saying so. If you want to talk to me about it, or if you just disagree, I, I think you're wrong, but you can disagree. You can find me on Twitter at Paynesworth512, it's P-A-I-N-S, W-O-R-T-H-512 on Twitter, Instagram, and all of your favorite social media handles. I'll be happy to talk all things Houston Cougar football, you being wrong, uh, Houston Cougar basketball, the Rockets, Texans, Astros, what have you, all things Houston sports all the time. So make sure you find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, what have you, at P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512. Thank you so much for tuning in today and making Locked on Cougs your first Listen, as it is the summertime, I'm going to recommend listening to Locked on Astros for the H for your second listen of the day. They got great stuff going on there following the season each and every day all year long. So make sure you go check them out as well. Thank you all so much for listening to Locked on Cougs. Locked on Cougs is a primary Locked on Podcast Network. That means your team every day. Go Cougs.